Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have an interesting report south of the border from our expert, Sam Arnold. He's our expert on Latin American affairs. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, what happens south of the border affects us here. Did you see the headline, ladies and gentlemen, where the Red Cross called Mexico a war zone? Holy cow. Um, I'm not a Red Cross fan, but I have to tell you, in this instance, I, I think there's some validity to what they're saying. And we saw the report from AMLO where he was accusing the Pentagon of spying on him and undermining him. And, I, and he was really upset. And I don't blame him. Uh, Doug Thornton, my broadcast partner, sent me that Twitter. And it was AMLO Live. So there's no saying that he didn't say it. He did say it. So a lot happening south of the border. Uh, we're going to go all the way into South America tonight because uh, the more people we let into our country on a percentage basis, you can figure that some of these people are fifth-column forces that will do their damage to America when it's time for China to invade. And so this is why we want to keep a close watch on this. So we'll be joining our Latin American expert, Sam Arnold, in just a minute. But first... I just want to take you down memory lane. 111 food processing plants destroyed since Biden's taken office. Of course, it's just a coincidence, right? 18,000 cows blown up. Uh, dioxide exploding from uh, the train derailments and spreading on our crops across the breadbasket of America. Bill Gates and the Chinese buying up a lot of farmland. Need I say more that we're going to have a lot of trouble with food? Do you want to stand in a government food line? Do you want digital money, central bank digital currency to control your actions so they can prevent you from getting food? No. Pretty soon, folks, listen to me. The only food you're going to have is what's in your house. And so I'm begging you to take defensive action. You need two years, in my estimation, and that's just an estimation, but you do need to get started. Now, MPS has a three-month special, and you can add on a water filter. There are savings there, and I would recommend that you just keep ordering until there's no more ordering. And people say, why water filter? Well, when China attacks, the grid will go down ahead of time. You can count on that. Then you'll have to scavenge for water. You want to do so safely. So uh, if you just go to preparewithdave.com, you can take care of both those needs. That's preparewithdave.com, restaurant-quality food, 2,000 calories per day. Ladies and gentlemen, please. I'm imploring you, because you know I always say you need guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, and tools. Why do I say guns? Because it'll be to deal with the people who didn't prepare that are trying to break into my house. That's why. Take care of your business. Also, too, the Mike Lindell people contacted us several months ago, and they said they appreciate our support of Mike and his standing up to corrupt voting that goes on in America. I don't think we'll ever have another free election, ever. Um, I'm even debating the wisdom of voting again, but that's not why we're doing this commercial. Mike Lindell said, Dave, we want to make something special available to you. We're going to give your audience our products, two for one, 50% off, 75% off in some cases, 
All you have to do to see all that is go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, and use the coupon code Hodges to realize these great savings. Well, those are the live read ads, but I want to mention one thing. Later on in the show, you're going to hear an embed ad from Noble Gold. Central bank digital currency is assured. The dollar is failing. CBDC is on the way. You don't want to get caught up in this, so you do need an alternative. So pay attention to that, too. Sam, welcome to the show. Let's hope that our uh, sound volumes maintain. And um, I kind of set the stage in the intro. So where would you like to start, my friend? I'm really ticked off at the rhinos in this talk about invading Mexico. And I understand why the Mexican president is ticked off about that. Sure enough, all of these rhino bureaus have been dealing drugs in his nation, trafficking drugs, just like in the movie Sicario and Sicario 2. It was the CIA that was doing the drug trafficking, and the Mexican president knows that. So now all the rhinos are are talking a lot tougher game, that they just want to have war with Mexico, and that's the dumbest thing that anyone could imagine. Yeah, I'm totally opposed to that, Sam. I'm not opposed to building a wall. Um with commerce allowed through that's uh goes through the channels people are saying you can't have a wall because it'll wreck commerce and that's important with mexico i agree it is important mexico's a valuable trading partner but we need to stop the flow we need to stop the fentanyl so that's my position but i do not want to see invasion of mexico sam absolutely not that is the lindsey graham ought to be put in an insane asylum for saying that dan crenshaw's in on it the, the, the eye-patched uh, CIA cutout, you know, uh, he did a lot of military service over there in the sandbox, but some people come back and they're just not quite right. Even even after that type of training where they put people in coffins and fill them up with snakes and stuff like that, sometimes people come out and they're, they're just not quite right. And you've got a Bush contingent, you've got a rhino contingent that's very, very dangerous right now. And I'm against it. The Mexican president's against it. Now, I'm, I'm also not sidling up to any uh, real communists. When you've got these these uh, fire engine red Cuba Castro communists, Che Guevara worshiping troublemakers, uh, they're bad too. And I I had words with one of the top congressmen of Mexico, and he assured me that he's for China 100 mm-hmm. that. You know, he was tweeting his support for Angela Davis and Asada Shakur, which is the nom de guerre of Joanne Chesimard, the most wanted woman in American history for her terrorist activities with the Black Panthers and the the Black Liberation Movement back in the 60s. And she's still alive. She's living in Cuba. And when we have leftist politicians that lionize people like that, violent uh, anti-establishment revolutionaries, that's really trouble. And listen, the news will try to convince you and the rest of the world that the Mexican president is one of them. He's not. He's not. He's not like that at all. He's very much a centrist, center-left. And there's a lot of good that's coming out of those coalitions. But I'll tell you right now, the Partido Trabajo, the PT, the Labor Party is is fading in mexico it's part of the morena alliance but people are jumping ship on all of that historical marxist leninist communism they don't want that anymore they just want a fair government where people aren't stealing you know even the president of el salvador comes out of the left and they tell you that he's as as right as anybody could be that he's that he's a hardline ultra derechista they say he's an ultra hardline right politician and he's really not he came out he came out of these socialist movements in his nation but he saw the corruption of it and just wanted to make his own nation great and he's really leaving leaving an example for how you do that somebody's got to go in the barrios and grab those crooks everybody knows who they are and you bring them out collar them and and either uh pen them up someplace or rack them and stack them so that's coming to america as well now, I, I say all that to say that I'm really disappointed in, in 
our conversations in times past, Dave, you have said, I don't like Gustavo Petro. He's a hardline leftist. He's going to sign everything over to China. Now, those are the things that you've said to me. And I said, well, I'm just kind of taking a wait-and-see attitude, Dave. I'm going to give him a chance. We're just going to be patient for a little bit. Well, you won me over, Dave. You convinced yeah, me. Yeah. Well, my sources have told me that AMLO is facing an uphill battle against internal forces that are all pro-China. They're all bought off, just like they are in America. The 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 uh, unfortunately the Mexican politicians at almost every level of government to a high degree is owned by China, just like they own my home state in Arizona. Okay, let me just prove you're right, and then let's go back to Gustavo Petro. Andres Manuel the other day was in his morning conference, and he was talking about the DEA and the FBI coming in and messing around in Mexico, and that Mexico is not a colony of anyone, and they don't need foreigners meddling. that aren't asking permission of the Mexican government, of the central government, that aren't cooperating with Mexican law enforcement. They're just running roughshod around the nation and that that can't be and if you don't know that's how the great embarrassment of uh the original chapito arrest in sinaloa where amlo ordered him released when the whole city was set into uproar that happened because the dea did that operation independently without coordinating with mexico city and then there was one thing that amlo said about that we're not the colony of anyone and then he said and do you know who's always involved is the U.S. ambassador, just like when Henry Lane Wilson worked along with the assassins to assassinate Francisco I. Madero. So this is something that happened in 1913 when Mexico finally elected a populist candidate. Then he was assassinated, was in office for a year and a half, something like that. And this is the famous president, Francisco I. Madero, and the number one person involved, known to be involved in his assassination and harboring those gunmen, was Henry Lane Wilson, the ambassador to Mexico. And so this is the strongest statement that I have seen AMLO make implicating U.S. Ambassador Ken Salazar to Mexico today. Ken Salazar was supposed to be the transition coordinator for Hillary Clinton, Madame Presidente. Yes. He he was the one that was going to take over her transition into the White House when they stole the election in 2016. Before that, he was Obama's Secretary of the Interior, a cabinet position, extremely high position. And this is this is the only Democrat that I know of who is also greedy for oil. Because a lot of them, you know, preach this false gospel of green energy, which is just a bunch of bull to bring in tyranny and to destroy modern society and industrial society. But a, a lot of them spout that line. Ken Salazar is a Democrat, died in the wool, but he's greedy for oil. And this is the U.S. ambassador to Mexico. The moment that Biden took over, he appointed... Hillary's transition chief. And so for AMLO to say that, yeah, that was a very, very startling statement. And it is Ken Salazar. It is the CIA, that what Trump called the deep state department, that's set up in the, uh, in the embassy in Mexico City and many other embassies and consulates nationwide that are trafficking the migrants, that are setting up these oppositions. The... The Republican governor of Oklahoma came down, came to Mexico City, and he was surrounded by so many of these swamp creatures from the uh, from the State Department that they controlled every part of his visit. And this is a key person. This is a in event of secession. Governor Stitt of Oklahoma is one of the very key people that may make a stand. God willing, I trust him a hundred times more than Greg Abbott. But it was people like Greg Abbott, these Bushite swamp creatures that totally surrounded him when he came to Mexico. So I'm really proud of the Mexican president for insinuating that those forces that you're talking about, Dave Hodges, the ones that you're talking about that are, are making it an uphill battle for Andres Manuel, that those forces are led by 
the U.S. ambassador, Ken Salazar. That was the implication. Yeah, I think well, I can tell you all about Salazar, and, and, and uh, just make sure you stay close to your mic because I know we're having a connection problem. But uh, Salazar is from Colorado, and he is part of the gang of four uh, wannabes, and uh, he helped subvert Colorado into a liberal state. And uh, of course, uh, who appointed him? Was it was it who, who appointed him to be ambassador? Biden. That's what I thought. Trump so had somebody that, else in during that, the Trump administration. That does fit. And, but here's let me connect some dots here, Sam, and get you to respond to this. You've got uh, AMLO coming out and just going nuts on the Pentagon for undermining him, spying on him, and so forth. Okay, you've got Salazar there that's facilitating a lot of the trafficking coming across the border, uh, participating with China. Do you see allegiance here between Mexican politicians, Salazar, the Pentagon, on behalf of China? Uh, Yes, absolutely. They've still got their swamp. A wise apostle told me, Sam, it's the same 40 families that run Mexico as ran Mexico in the... We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time conquest you're talking about going back centuries there is a very deep swamp in mexico don't forget that leonard trotsky hid out in mexico and that he brought many trotskyites that were right there with lenin but then there was a schism and all the trotskyites came to mexico There is a swamp in Mexico, and yes, they're working with China, they're working with Ken Salazar, and they're working with the old-line political parties. You know who they want to make president now is ex-Governor Cabeza de Vaca. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, In case someone's listening to us for the first time, give us a 30-second rundown on this man and his criminality. This is the worst, worst criminal in the history of the Western Hemisphere. 
This is the governor of this Mexican state that borders the tip of Texas. It's called Tamaulipas State. It's shaped like an elephant. And it's a great and beautiful place. It's an agricultural place, but it's also a cartel stronghold. And so the cartels have gotten into politics. And who did they put to be their leader? Governor Cabeza de Vaca. So he just did his term, I believe a six-year term, as governor of Tamaulipas State. He was brought up on charges, and this had to, listen, to take away the uh, the legal protection, the immunity of a an elected governor. It required an act of Congress. It required a vote in Congress. Gerardo Fernandez-Neronia, the leftist congressman that I was just criticizing, I respected him a great deal because he stood on the Congress floor and argued why Cabeza de Vaca must be prosecuted. I was really proud of him for that. But in the end, it turned out that he is dyed in the wool left and that he was attacking the right as being the source of all wrong and corruption. Nevertheless, he was stripped of his immunity. There's a nationwide warrant out. Every immigration checkpoint, not only at the border, but... at all the airports, all the interior highways and toll booths in all of Mexico, they're looking for Cabeza de Vaca. He fled just before his term as governor ran out. He fled, and then for four months, nobody knew where he was until he shows up on parade at the Houston Rodeo and Livestock <laughs> Show. And, and so tell he, the audience who was entertaining him. Well, I believe he's absolutely under the protection of Governor Greg Abbott. And now, and there's one other group. They, uh, George P. Bush, yeah. the Texas Land Commissioner, Sid Miller. These are the known associates of Governor Cabeza de Vaca. The fact that this criminal is living openly in Texas is just absolutely unbelievable. But the, the rumblings have begun. They want to make him president of Mexico. They want to run him for president. And be like, he's just like Trump. He's politically persecuted. Oh, these charges are false. And put him into the election, put hundreds of millions of CIA and Bush money behind it, Chinese money and slush fund money. This is the plan, is to run him for president and to steal the election. Because a lot of the swamp creatures are in the INE, the Institute National Electoral, that controls... The elections with biometric ID, but even regardless, they're stealing votes hand over fist. And I've seen it firsthand how they steal the votes, how I know where the person was with their fingerprint and somebody else voted in their name or they voted with their fingerprint and then somebody else tried to vote in their name. I've seen it again and again. So AMLO is really trying to clean that out before the upcoming election in 2024. But the, you're right, the clock is ticking. There's intent to steal the election in Mexico. Yeah, well, um, welcome to America's ways. They learn quickly from us. Uh, Sam, make sure you say really, really close to the mic because you're starting to get a little faint. Um, what's the division politically in Mexico towards China? I don't think AMLO's on board with this. these communists who want to use his... A country is a staging area for fentanyl and for possible Red Dawn invasion down the road. Uh, break down the differences in Mexico. What Describe the different factions, if you will. Everyone's being very quiet about the China issue, about alliance with Russia, about weapons from Russia. Mostly, Russia is talking about connecting with their historic allies, Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua. But I'll tell you this, there is a there is there are cracks between Russia and China in Latin American politics and not just in Mexico. But AMLO has pulled back significantly from China. He is not a China pawn. Gerardo Fernandez Noronha, this top congressman, told me openly that he was. I said to him, you could greet the president of China. And he said, well, I'm I am really committed to continental china and i said are you 100 percent committed or are you committed but respecting the rights of the of the foreigner which is a presidential quote and he knows it and he said no i'm 100 percent with china 100 percent 
They can do no wrong. And I was just shocked to hear that. That's when I knew that this party, the Labor Party, was going to fade out of the Morena Alliance. I don't think a lot of Mexicans really support that. At one point, socialism was very strong in Mexico. Mao Zedong came to Mexico and met with earlier leaders. You know, in the 1950s, Mao Zedong himself was here in Mexico. But right now, that hardline left, I'm telling you, it's fading away. I mean, it's in some of the jungles of Chiapas, but even there, there's a religious revival. There, there's signs and wonders. There's people getting healed. And the communist guerrilla movements are, they're going into, uh, they're going underground. They're being suppressed. They're not doing well. Well, let me ask you a question then. Since immigration is being used as a weapon against the American culture, constitution, and people, and the viability of the state, why isn't AMLO shutting down the border? I want to know why the Darien Gap is not shut down. That could be shut down overnight, and the man who could do it was in the White House this week. And when he was sitting there, Biden actually said, because you and others have pressed this forward, Mike Adams pressed this forward, Biden actually said, I'm concerned about migration through the Darien Gap. And then that was all that was said about it. It was the most scripted conversation that I've ever had, that I've ever seen in the Oval Office. They did not take one question. They herded the press out of the room after one minute of them shouting questions at Biden and President Gustavo Petro. And so it's not really fair to say, why isn't AMLO slaying the dragon all by himself when there's no cooperation from Honduras, no minimal cooperation from Guatemala, because now that conservative government is embattled. They are not getting the U.S. support to stop the migrant caravans in Guatemala anymore, or the same with El Salvador. El Salvador does not cross the isthmus, though, and the other two do. So Anthony Blinken went down to Panama, where there is a center-left president, Nito Cortizo. We could could deal with Nito Cortizo. I don't believe that he's one of these hardline leftists, but here we send down this... uh, an unfaithful messenger in the person of Antony Blinken, and where he could very easily shut down the Darien Gap, just run concertina wire right across the isthmus. Easy. Nope, it's not going to happen. They're going to go down there and make their little socialist plans and and not put any teeth to the deal. That's the way I see it. Okay, if AMLO took the military and put them on the border and I'm talking the southern border, and said, you're not going to pass through here to go to America. You're not coming into Mexico unless we process you in. What would happen to AMLO? Uh, I'm going to just take a very short rabbit trail to answer that. The president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, who's done so much to drain the swamp in his nation, his predecessor, Sanchez Seren, who actually fought for the, the with the guerrilla fighters. He's a guerrilla fighter that became president through, you know, corrupt politics. It was Sanchez Seren that changed their, their allegiance of the nation of El Salvador from Taiwan to Red China. And then when they finally elect the voice of the people, Naib Bukele, their Christian president, He comes in, and everybody acted like, hey, why don't you switch your allegiance back to Taiwan? He had enough problems dealing with the gangsters and the thuggery on the street without confronting a nation of a billion people. He felt like that was completely uh, impossible for him to even lock horns with the dragon. He even went to Beijing, hung out with President Xi, saw all the parades of the lady soldiers, hundreds and hundreds of soldiers lined up, the red carpet. He was not going to, he was not going to confront Red China. And really, that's the position that AMLO is in. He is withdrawn from Red China. He is frustrating the efforts of China to work with the cartels to produce drugs, import drugs, and take drugs into the USA. 
This is why when AMLO is in his morning conference and people say, oh, the U.S. says that you're not doing enough, he comes back and says, where's their shutting of the border? Where's their cutting off of the consumption? Where is the U.S. law enforcement and military doing their job? Because under Biden, they're not. And this is always the answer of the Mexican president when people say, why aren't you confronting this? He says, why isn't everybody else? And I'll tell you, he is confronting it. He's confronting it to the degree that I believe he can. And well, we g- talked okay, earlier. Give me, let me stop you there. Give me an example. What is he doing to intervene to at least try to slow this down? I think that he is making his preparations. All those people would be dumped on Mexico. I just don't believe that he's 100% in with the UN. I don't know, Dave. It's There are so many contributors to this problem. There are so many NGOs. You brought up the Red Cross. When I was taken captive by Zapatista guerrillas in the Chiapas jungle in the 1990s, there were two tents in the center of Polo Village that were financially backing that insurrection against the Mexican central government. And you know who it was? One was the European Union, very young in the 1990s. And the other one was the Red Cross. I got a bad attitude about the Red Cross because I sat in their tent and ate beans and tortillas when I was a captive in the communist village of Polo. And so the the Red Cross is just allowed to spend unlimited hundreds of millions of dollars to flood people, to buy off politicians, to do whatever they want. And I don't think that it's fair to put all of the weight on Andres Manuel. I just don't think it's fair. I, you know, I go down the street, and right here at the bus station is the army looking for Haitians, ready to load up the truck. They've got they've got vans that have wire cages inside of it, so you can't break the windows made to transport prisoners, and they're at the bus station, you know, uh, 300 yards from the Texas border, from the Rio Grande, and they're the, the Army, the National Guard, and the migration of Mexico is out there looking for Haitians. Listen, i got to be ready to show my ID. So they're doing some things. They're working to some extent. It's just, it's time for... It's time for the rest of the world to do a little bit, too. And under Trump, everybody was. Honduras was. El Salvador. Guatemala. And Trump would have reached out to Panama. Trump would have... You know, the uh, the Cuban congresswoman, I'll think of her name in just a minute, but she's a beautiful ex-newscaster, and her parents were Cuban exiles. And when, when the president of Colombia was going to meet with Biden at the White House, she stood up and said, I want to know where our $500 million in aid is going to Colombia. So who gets all the Venezuelan refugees and feeds them and puts them in camps and gets them all staged to go up and flood the Darien Gap? Gustavo Petro with $500 million American dollars. Uh-huh. That's who does it. Trump would have said, listen, you send out your army... You dig a trench across that 40, 50 miles, and you don't let anybody get past there, or you don't get any $500 million. And that's exactly what Trump did in Central America. Really, I'd like to see it be a little bit more friendly, but when somebody's a dyed-in-the-wool communist, you got to crack the whip. Trump did it. Biden won't. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. That's why this meeting on Jan- on uh, April 20th, 420, right? Weed Day. That's why it's so concerning. It's because both of them sat in the Oval Office, said, hey, there are some issues, there are some concerns. 
And they're not going to do a thing about it. That's what we took away. They're not even going to take one question from the press, not even in Spanish, because the Spanish newscasters were there. You know what happens in just a few days, but probably the, the day that this program airs, there is a conference on Venezuela in Bogota, Colombia, where a lot of the Venezuelan government in exile has, has lived during these years. What is that conference going to do? It's very troublesome. Gustavo Petro, and this is probably the one high point that came out of their meeting, Gustavo Petro said, I would like to re-sign the Inter-American Letter of 2001. Now what that is, is an agreement by all the nations of the Americas, North and South, that an attack on democracy in one nation was a security threat for all. This letter would have been the basis for a Venezuelan intervention under Trump. But now that all these dominoes have fallen and all these nations have gone socialist, to re-sign that letter would only be to put people like Trump in jail. Yeah. Well, you know, I have some information on that, too. Do you remember when Trump brought in Bolden and people said, what is he doing? Mr. Warmonger? And what we did, excuse me, is we put 10,000 Marines in Colombia secretly. And the we had uh, Colombia try to antagonize Venezuela to attack. And it went over and over and over. And, and Bolton was not realizing that Trump was using him. And he was chomping at the bit to start another war and kill a lot of people. And so <clears throat> he thought Trump was on his side that, yeah, let's get Venezuela to cross that border. And by gosh, we'll go in and attack him. That's what the neocons wanted to do when Hillary Clinton was State Department uh, Secretary. Uh, but Venezuela did not take the bait. The word is is that China and Russia got Venezuela to stand down, and the plan failed. Now, here's what's interesting. The day that we withdrew the Marines, John Bolton was fired as National Security Director, National wow. Security Advisor. Oh, yeah, yeah, Trump tried to use him. This is And Bolton knows it now, too, and this is why he's been on the warpath against Trump ever since he was fired. Uh, Trump just absolutely humiliated him. And I'm going to tell you something, too. When you put this in the file for real possibilities, I believe it's... Okay, we had Victor Bout, who was traded for uh, Brittany Griner in a prisoner exchange, uh, uh, multi-nation arms dealer, uh, knows how to put together hit teams, he can get a hit on a, a politician, and he can subcontract it out. That's who he is. He's the uh, he's Christian. The Duke of da- yeah, he's the Christian David who uh, got the contract to kill Kennedy and then farmed it out. He's the Christian David of the day, and he came out, uh, Sam, and he said Trump's life is in real danger, and he's correct. He is correct, and I'm telling you, Alan Dulles helped direct the Kennedy assassination, and I believe John Bolton is in exactly the same role. Interesting. I hope Trump comes to Mexico and does his campaigning from the Rio Grande Wall. He doesn't dare. He doesn't dare go into Mexico. He can go to the border, but uh, he would not be safe. He couldn't be protected. I want him to come to Mexico and do his campaigning up against the U.S. border. That's what I'd like to see. And what the Merchant of Death suggested is that he come to asylum in Russia. It would be difficult for him to campaign from Russia. And Russia historically has not been a partner nation, although they may be coming close to that now. That's why I think Mexico would be the place for him and his campaign rallies to happen right along the border, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, even California. That's what I'd like to see. That's where I think he'll be safest. Interesting. Um, I think, to to just digress for a second to that point, um, Victor Doubt, about no doubt, doubt sees what I'm seeing here. Trump is under four grand jury investigations, and it's all completely bogus. And if the Democrats can't wreck his candidacy this way, then I do believe he's a marked man. And that's where Victor Bout's statements come in. And this is where the deep state and John Bolton come in. And uh, this is a real, real issue. And I have to tell you, 
if I were AMLO, I'd be very nervous about assassination for the same reasons. AMLO is not totally in bed with China. He's, he doesn't seem to have enough grip on his government to stop the Chinese influence to uh, basically bring justice to the cartels. I don't think he's strong enough, but, but uh, he is an impediment. And he was allied with uh, Trump after about the first six months that Trump was in office. And I think that when they take Trump out, AMLO will follow. And I'll tell you, here's another parallel to the Kennedy years. Two weeks before John Kennedy was killed, and he says, hey, we're not going into Vietnam. In fact, we're going to pull the combat advisors out in a year. And uh, the Vietnamese leaders, the two brothers, uh, came out and said, uh, no, we don't want American troops here. Thank you for the advisors. Thank you for the military support. Uh, we do appreciate it. But we don't want your troops here because they have a real long history of being colonized by the French and the Japanese. They didn't want them. And here's what's interesting. Two weeks before John Kennedy's killed, the Vietnamese leadership was overthrown and killed by the CIA. How do you wow. Yeah, and this is what I think is going to happen in Mexico with regard to AMLO and Trump. Take one down, you're going to take the other one down too. Well, we have to remember one thing, and that is that even this worldwide beast system, if you look at the book of Daniel, that idol has feet of clay. It's partly strong and partly divided. It's partly broken. And there is an opportunity for us to strike back, for the free world to strike back. And the whole thing will be smashed, starting with the feet of clay. You asked about the weather modification. And this is a another area that right here on the texas border it's like the exodus that the the egyptians were coming but the angels went out and started pulling off their chariot wheels when they were riding across the bottom of the red sea and pretty soon they couldn't catch up with them and they were all drowned we're seeing the hand of god to expose globalism and it's happening right now in front of our faces right here where i'm at the new governor that replaced cabeza de vaca inherited his government and part of his government was weather modification. Mm-hmm. And the new governor just tweeted about it, gave quotes right in the newspaper. I sent you those quotes if you want to publish them on your okay. website. <clears throat> and and listen, listen, if, if anyone wonders what this weather modification could do, they did their fourth bombardment. That's the term that they use for the cloud seeding on April the 10th. And those clouds, you can see it on the weather map. They floated right across the Gulf of Mexico and parked over Florida on the 12th and flooded all of Florida. And so how did Florida get flooded with a a thousand-year flood? Everybody's scratching their head because 48 hours before, those that very same cloud system was bombarded on the other side of the Gulf, floated right across the Gulf of Mexico and flooded the crap out of Florida. And it looks to me like cause and effect. So this is where we need to start asking questions. And this is beginning to come out in the American media, but not with a not with a governor coming out and saying, we did a very successful cloud bombardment. It increased the po- probability of rain. We got good rain on our crops. Well, here's what nobody's saying. It floated across the Gulf and flooded Florida. Did, I don't know, billions of dollars of damage to Fort Lauderdale. And so the exposure is happening of what the globalists have been up to. And this is the government that the Bushes, Jeb Bush, uh, Jeb's boy, George P. Bush, and Sid Miller all built. They fronted up for the CIA to meet with Governor Cabeza de Vaca. They got him Merida Initiative money to build his huge police force and to even have aircraft for weather modification the whole apparatus was running and and under the auspices of what cabeza de vaca was like oh the future of tamaulipas is green energy that's why we're building windmills everywhere we're we're doing wind power generation we're going to get rid of fossil fuels well at the same time he was poisoning the atmosphere with weather modification and the new governor just came out and said it. Oh, yeah, this program's been going on. This is the airplane. Here's a picture of it. Here's a picture of the sprayer as it's flying, spraying the clouds. And yeah. I, I sent you that. You say, yeah, I know. I saw that, Sam, and I appreciate it. A lot of people are really doubtful about the the existence of this technology. And here's what I say to all of you. There are weather 
weapon, excuse me, there are weaponized weather treaties around the world signed between a multitude of nations. This is not, we were seeding clouds in the 60s in Colorado to uh, bring early snowfall to enhance profitability on the ski slopes. Uh, the technology's come a long way. It's somewhat harp-related as well, too. But it's your position, and, and I think your evidence is good from what you sent me, that uh, <laughs> Mexico was used to attack DeSantis in Florida and put a dent in their economy by causing flood damage. Is, is, is that about what you're telling us? I don't know that it's against DeSantis. I think he's as good of a friend to, to Jeb Bush as anybody. But the the new governor just he's so honest he just tells oh this is what we're doing this is what we're doing here it is you know we take child cancer patients and fly them to the the capitals on this aircraft we're using it for the people now i just think that there is an awakening to globalism everywhere and we need to really embrace that and not back down we need to realize that there's so much corruption at the top we just can't have it anymore. We got to have a, a, a real America first candidate and an America first president. And you're right; everybody's gonna gonna really fight to prevent that. Well, it's interesting you use that phrase, America first. Um, this past week, I've been up to my earlobes in supporting Liz Harris, who was kicked out of the Arizona House of Representatives for daring to have a witness testify about the validity of stolen elections and some politicians that are on the take. Uh, It's interesting because some of the people that were identified in the report that came from an independent law firm from a lawyer who specializes in racketeering investigations for the government, I've covered some of these events. uh, And now she's booted out and she canvassed Arizona's Maricopa County in the, after the 2020 election to show how much voter fraud there was. She, count three, she counted 300,000 illegitimate voters, uh, or votes, I should say. And now the Democratic Attorney General is going to go after her for voter intimidation for merely gathering the data. I mean, it never stops. The corruption, uh, uh, let's put it this way. China owns a good number of our politicians. George Soros supported our present governor with $2 million and Maricopa County Sheriff with $2 million. Um, you've got the Chinese, the Sinaloa cartel that's money laundering real estate on behalf of the Chinese to bribe these politicians. And this is going on in 26 states, according to the Brager report. So, Sam, when you bring that up, you just open up a can of worms that's in my wheelhouse and we've been covering this all week. But uh, AMLO is, I suspect, and I don't know Mexico's side that well, not like you, but as we have honest people like Liz Harris being persecuted for trying to uncover you know, truthful corruption um, so the people will do something about it, I suspect AMLO is, the, the same, is being victimized the same way. Would you agree with that or not? When Dr. America won the election to take over after Cabeza de Vaca, his right-hand man, a federal senator, died immediately in a suspect car crash. And everybody knows that Cabeza de Vaca had him whacked. And then they had to have a whole special election. And you know who was elected? Cabeza de Vaca's wife's blood brother. Now he's part of the Morena Alliance. A lot of people say he'll do right. His name's JR. I hope he does. But this is, this is the battle and this is how hot it is. You know who's in the other Senate seat? Ismael Cabeza de Vaca, the brother of ex-governor Francisco Cabeza de Vaca. And so the battle is hot, Dave. And yeah, people are dying. Yeah, let's, let's take a, a trip down memory lane. When DeBaca was the governor, and just prior to the unelection of Donald Trump fraudulently, DeBaca was housing illegal immigrants to the tune of, I think, hundreds of thousands, if I remember right, and then released them when Biden came into office. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? You go to the International Bridge, 
And right from that bridge, you go a thousand yards to the west, and the entire neighborhood is Haitians. Every house is rented out. Little Haitian uh, supermarkets and businesses that do nothing but take their money and sell them stuff. The entire uh, colonia, that's what they call a neighborhood here in Mexico, is rented out. And it's Haitians. They were camped out in the park before. So this is what you're talking about is when the central park of Reynosa was filled up with Haitians, when they finally got them out of there, they actually dug up the dirt of the park and hauled it away to the landfill and brought in new dirt. That's how that's how badly the park was messed up. I've never seen that done anywhere. They, they treated it like a toxic waste site. So all those Haitians were they rushed the border, but the new ones coming in, they have a whole neighborhood rented out. So it's even it's even more money and more it's a bigger operation than it was even before and even the new governor he's begun to put the brakes on this but it's a it's a huge thing to get stopped it's a runaway train and it's still happening well then following the importation of these illegal immigrants courtesy of debaca uh didn't he begin to house chinese the Chinese are moving out in the open now. Yeah, but at the time that Biden came into office, did the Chinese were, not follow the protection of uh, DeBaca after the immigrants were gone? They came in and occupied the same space? The Chinese were heavily infiltrated into Pemex, and that has been dismantled for the most part. And them having that degree of control in Pemex gave them a multitude of large industrial facilities where people could be hidden. Aside from that, there are industrial parks. Aside from that, there are wind farms. But uh, as far as actual Chinese operatives, that's been very secret squirrel. The Haitians are out in the open. I walk down the street and I think, all right, that's the guy I might have to fight. And we're talking big burly, muscular, mean, tough men. God, they're big. They all have thick chests and strong backs and big pumped up arms, thick leg, tough guys. Well, let's talk about big and tough in another sense here, Sam. If I don't ask you this question, my audience is going to think I'm remiss. And I don't know that you have the knowledge to answer this. I don't know who does, but... No doubt the Chinese have troops in Mexico. Some may be in uniform, most may not be. I don't know. But there's no question they have a large presence. Are there any estimates from people you talk to about how many Chinese military types, whether they're in civilian clothes, posing as fifth column forces, or they're real military, how many are in Mexico? Do you know? I can't say how many. What I can tell you is... The Chinese are now out in the open where it was all secret before and maybe on a wind farm or maybe an industrial park or maybe in a big facility or a, a Pemex facility. Not anymore. They're just coming right through the Darien Gap because the, the machinery is all set up and they are coming. I mean, I, I, I was leaving out of Mexico City just a few weeks ago. I couldn't get a bus ticket. I bought the last seat on the bus and I go out to the bus. Everybody travels by bus in Mexico and uh, it's all full of Chinamen right there with their burgundy passports China nation passports not speaking English not speaking Spanish coming to America to take over so even that it's not secret anymore how many are there they're coming through every day have you heard any government officials other- estimate how many there are I, I couldn't even begin to guess. Okay. I'll tell you this. When that bus arrived at its destination, probably half of the people on it were Chinese speaking Asian languages. They disappeared. They evaporated, which means that their contact for their underground railroad was waiting for them to whisk them away into their dormitory, into their facility to keep them out of the daylight and out of the public eye. I just happened to be standing there. I happened by the last seat on that bus. In, um, so it's out in the open now. It's no secret. Sam, in World War II, uh, 
uh, America was ready to enter Germany, and the war looked like it'd be over by Christmas. And this is uh, late 1944. And the Germans had recruited English-speaking soldiers to infiltrate in American uniforms, American lines, and when the time was right, they cut down communications lines, changed road signs to lead troops into ambush, blew up bridges for escape routes on the retreat for American soldiers. And although I won't say this is a perfect parallel, I look at the Chinese infiltrators coming into America to perform a similar function on a key, a note. In other words, uh, we need you to act, and they act in unison, and it's preparatory for invasion. They'll take down infrastructure, do assassinations, and so forth. I mean, have you ever heard this discussed among Mexican types? This is not out on a fringe. This is Viktor Suvorov published a book on this, that this was Russian doctrine, way back when he defected, I believe in around 1980, and this is this is what's happening. They don't need to bring their guns, they don't need to bring their MREs, all that stuff is in America. When we were feeding the resistances in Europe, we had 45 caliber pistols that were disposable. They only had one shot, and the whole idea of airdropping these was to get them into the hands of the resistance so that they could kill a soldier and take his weapon. And does anyone really think that all these Chinamen are not thinking that? Well, there's more There's ev- more to that, too. Um, Sam, uh, you know, Doug Thornton, my broadcast partner on the Doug and Dave Intel Report, he um, w- led the, he was one of the supervisors for DHS in Portland. And they discovered weapons caches. And then later the media came out, and I'm sure there's a lot more. The mainstream media even reported weapons caches were found. Uh, I think Tennessee was a place, Seattle, Portland, and I think there was a fourth one. And they said, oh, this is Antifa going to go violent? It wasn't for Antifa. Doug and I have talked about this. Doug said it's conventional knowledge. This was for a future invading army that's being snuck in in the darkness of night. That's why I asked exactly. you the question. Exactly. We still have National Guard armories in every little small town that have military weapons in them. And and while that facility may be secure against one or two burglars, what happens when 100 guys storm it? Well, they're going to walk out with the goods. They were planning that in Mexico. The Mexican president shut it down. But you know that they're planning that in the United States. Well, I think there's no question, too, that it's going to come to Mexico if it's not already lined up. Because AMLO has joined Russia by basically becoming a de facto BRICS nation by going gold-backed currency because they want nothing to do with enslaving of central bank digital currency coming to America. And this is why I think AMLO is so so turned off to, to Mexico. China really is playing both sides of the fence on this, but AMLO was really clear in this and fascinating. Well, this has been... Very thought-provoking. I hope we're opening eyes up here, folks, that when we say things like Red Dawn, we're not joking. This has already been operationalized to some degree. Sam, in the the little bit we got left, tell people how they can follow your good work. Please come see me on GospelGunslingers.com, and right there are the links to go to my radio show where I talk about Dilma Rousseff, the impeached ex-president of Brazil, who's been named to head the BRICS Bank in china and so please come and just look at all that help me out with a dollar if you can we're out trying to get the goods eating beans and rice and preaching jesus christ yeah don't give your exact location but what general area in mexico are you in right now i move around the republic but uh, let's just say that i see the haitians every day (laughs) so you see the boats coming in and the buses headed to the border from the boats is that correct the coast is a little hard to get to, but definitely the buses. You know what I'm talking about, though, don't you? Early yes, and I think that there aren't as many boats arriving with the new governor. Really? Interesting. Um, what will happen when America is attacked? Will Mexico stand down? Will they join with the Chinese? Last question. Mexico will defend itself. Mexico has powerful weapons that a lot of people don't know about. Mexico is able to defend itself, but the whole plan is to divide the USA from Mexico. If the U.S. and Mexico unite as brothers, then no 
foreign advance can defeat us. Russia and China together could not defeat the USA and Mexico. With Mexico's labor and industry and agriculture and the USA military, if we band together, nobody can beat us. And that's why the rhinos and the Democrats are trying to break that. Exactly. More on my radio show. Well, been fascinating presentation, Sam. I want to thank you for coming on. And uh, we look forward to the updates as they become appropriate. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been listening to our Latin American expert south of the border, Pastor Sam Arnold, and support him. Uh, we'll see you all back here again next time. God bless. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.